Welcome to the Coworkers Podcast with Jesse and Shaney, where every believer is a coworker in God's mission. Hello, friends. Hey, all you coworkers out there. Happy, Happy Halloween. Indeed. And Reformation Day. <laughs> Today, we are going to talk about oneness and the biblical pattern for oneness and how oneness is the root that makes submission beautiful. This is something that you've been studying a lot. Whoops. And just as we have been talking about it together, and I've even heard you articulate what the Lord was teaching you to a couple other people, processing out loud as you normally do mm-hmm. with me. Uh, I think it's just been a blessing to see the Lord walk you through it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of clarity that he brought to you. Mm-hmm. And just with the gift that you have, I think that the Lord has gifted you with of being able to have biblical discernment and teach really well. I think this is something that will bless a lot of people as to hear what the Lord's been teaching you about Ephesians 5. So I have been, we've been studying Ephesians as a family, mm-hmm. going through it slowly, chapter by chapter, and spending a lot of time on each chapter. And it's been a time for God to speak to me in fresh ways. Mm-hmm. And as I was approaching Ephesians 5, I could sense this hesitation in my heart. Yeah. And it was a little bit like, ooh, where's that coming from? Mm. And not liking it mm-hmm. because we should be excited about every part of God's word. Right. So I knew there was something wrong inside me yeah. because we should love every bit of God's word. Mm-hmm. We should see every bit of God's word as beautiful mm. and good for us. And so I was just asking the Lord to show me what is it inside me that feels hesitant about yeah. what Ephesians 5 teaches about marriage. Right. And so as I began spending some time in it and praying and just slowing down and sitting in those passages a bit, well, I think I was beginning to see what was behind my hesitation. Part of it was maybe some subtle feelings of shame, like, Mm. oh, I don't think I've done a great job at this. Have I even been submitting to Jesse or are we just naturally like-minded? And so I can kind of get away without it. We've been married 17 years. Like, shouldn't this be easy by now? And so I was just asking God to make submission Mm -hmm. beautiful to me. Mm. That was my prayer. My prayer was, God, this is your word. I know it's good and perfect. Mm -hmm. I want to see it that way. And just a humble prayer of, I know I already should. Mm -hmm. I know any reason that I don't is because of me, my sinfulness, my error. But would you just please, would you just please help me see it as beautiful? And so he has, I think answered that prayer. Mm -hmm. I mean, really helped me a lot. I'm not saying I'm crushing it, Mm -hmm. but he has answered that prayer. And Mm -hmm. I feel like we're growing in that. And I felt like you just kind of camped out there until Mm -hmm. he did. Like you took some time as we were going through, you just stopped at Ephesians five and took the time to dig in. And I think to allow him the time and the Holy spirit to reveal and to teach you Mm -hmm. and to shepherd your heart along that path. Like Mm -hmm. I witnessed that as you were doing that. And I think it's also probably goes without saying to a lot of people, this is a this is a big issue. I mean a lot yeah. of a lot of people struggle, I feel like, with this issue, mm-hmm. submission, a lot of conversations about it, a lot of literature out there about it these mm-hmm. days. Yeah, I mean it doesn't need a great introduction. Any woman mm-hmm. in the modern world who's been buried <laughs> in evangelical circles, this has been a topic of discussion. Right. And non believers, at least in an, a Western context, mm-hmm. I think would naturally think not so positively about it. Yeah. Yeah. It has so much baggage. Mm -hmm. 
we bring so much into it right. with our backgrounds and specifically for me, just American culture. And sure. So it's not simple. Yeah. But I think there's some clarity mm-hmm. here in this passage. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that that's some of what the Lord is revealing. So let's just look at the text in Ephesians 5. It gives clear instructions for men, for the wives, and then for the husbands. Mm-hmm. And it says, for wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, mm-hmm. because the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. Mm-hmm. And later in the passage tells wives to respect their husbands. Yeah. Husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, to love their wives as their own bodies. Mm-hmm. He who loves his wife loves himself. Mm. So just as we naturally nourish and cherish ourselves, husbands are to nourish and cherish their wives. Again, Christ is the example. This is how Christ loves the church. And then the reference back to Genesis that a man is to leave his parents and hold fast to his wife. Cleave, if you will. Cleave to his wife. And the two become one flesh. Mm -hmm. The number one unique thing about the marriage relationship Mm -hmm. that sets it apart from every other relationship in the world is that it's one flesh. There's no other relationship that God talks about that is one flesh. Mm -hmm. I mean, except it's a picture of our union with Christ. But when we stop and think about that, I mean, my children, Mm -hmm. at least some of them, came out of my body. They were inside me. Mm -hmm. I gave birth to them. Mm -hmm. I have known them since before they were born, yet I am not one flesh with them. Mm -hmm. When you think about siblings, siblings grow up from the day they're born in the same house. They share genes, G-E-N-E-S, genes. And the other kind. (laughs) And the other kind, maybe. Yet they're not one flesh. Mm -hmm. They might sleep in the same bed. They're not one flesh. Best friends mm-hmm. are not one flesh. Yeah. And certainly there are no authority relationships in the world that are one flesh. Right. Yeah. Team leaders, coworkers, sure. they're never one flesh. Pastor. Pastor, yeah. right. I think this is what makes marriage the most powerful relationship in the world. Mm-hmm. It can do the most harm. Yeah. It can hurt more than any other. Mm-hmm. And it can bring the most good. Yeah. This also makes submission different than any other kind of submission in the world. Submission in marriage is absolutely unique. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's right. The wife's submission to her husband is different than any other submission to any authority. I heard a podcast recently that compared when it was talking about wives submitting. He said like, okay, we all inherently know what submission means. Mm -hmm. And he gave the example When a policeman, when you get pulled over by a policeman, he comes to your car, Mm -hmm. you know how to speak to a policeman. You know how to speak to him with respect. We inherently know what that means. Mm -hmm. And I agree. There is definitely some truth there. Mm -hmm. It's not overcomplicated. We inherently know what that means. But it's not super helpful for me because I am not one flesh with that policeman. Maybe not the best analogy. He has such limited power over me. Yeah. He's not going to hurt my heart Mm. in a way that a husband could hurt a wife's heart. He doesn't know me. Yeah. I'm not sleeping with him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so. We better hope not. So submission in the Bible, Mm. a wife's submission to Mm -hmm. her husband is only in the context of a one flesh relationship. 
That's what it is. It's not like, oh, we get married and we suddenly get this like external boss placed into our lives. Mm. Like, oh, here's your boss now. He's he's your boss. He tells you what to do. (laughs) Bible says so. No, it's like here was single Jesse. Here was single Shaney. Mm -hmm. Now they come together. Now they're one. Something new. Something new. Mm-hmm. It's like Team Snodgrass. Yep. Here we are, and we have a leader out of the two of us, mm-hmm. a head. That is Jesse. Mm-hmm. And Jesse is the head of this new body, yeah. this new team. He's never a disconnected head. Right. He's always connected to me. Mm-hmm. He is firmly attached to me yeah. as the head. And that just makes the whole feel of submission very different to me, Mm -hmm. much more appealing. The thought of you leading out in this one flesh relationship and being 100% committed to our one fleshness Mm -hmm. is wonderful to me. Mm. I want that. I need that. Mm -hmm. When I feel secure in that, then it's much easier for me to submit to you Mm -hmm. or to be excited about it, to see the goodness in it. I think just the language of submission, for whatever reason, just that word, you know, it's just such mm-hmm. a, such maybe a misunderstood word, such a volatile word sometimes when we come to it, I guess maybe self-servingly I should add, I feel like there's parts of this that we have lived together, but I think just maybe some new understanding clarity for you in terms of what submission means as you've stepped yeah. through this, Yeah. right? And even the goal, like obviously, yes, we've been, I think, working this out mm-hmm. over the last several years of our marriage. And even from the beginning, you know, I remember having talks about this right when we got married, before we got married, even Mm -hmm. through premarital counseling and stuff, talking through this. And I think it's just that the idea of oneness, how it drives both sides of the equation, both of the oughts, both of the shoulds in Ephesians Mm -hmm. 5. Even the the book we read, I guess it was called uh, Love and Respect Mm -hmm. and just dealt with based out of Ephesians 5, like primary responsibility, the primary due for the husband is love, primary due for the wife is respect. And yes, there's some truth there, right? But the grounding in the oneness, the grounding in the one flesh, Mm -hmm. I think that's just that that core piece that really speaks to the motivation, even, Mm -hmm. like you said. I think it cuts right to the, Mm -hmm. hey, this is the why behind all of this. And it's even the the how it's even possible Mm -hmm. to be done is because in a true sense, spiritually, we've been joined together into one body, one flesh. Yes. It provides security. Mm that makes it much easier to submit. Yeah. When I feel like you're holding tight to me, mm-hmm. you're never going anywhere. Yeah. You're not distancing yourself. You're committed. Mm-hmm. There's a commitment we have from the beginning of divorce is not an option. Right. But I'm talking about a commitment to oneness yeah. and how that provides another level of security that makes submission feel safer. Yeah. I think that's just a key a key heart posture, mm-hmm. right? A key goal even mm-hmm. in our relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Is to see both of us pursuing that, mm-hmm. both of us pursuing that oneness. And even as the head of the team, mm-hmm. me leaning out in that yeah. and being more proactive. That was kind of my main thing I learned mm-hmm. as I was studying Ephesians 5 mm-hmm. that really helped me. <laughs> and it was also in line with A lot of what we had already been pursuing just last year, we had done marriage counseling and our number one goal was to grow in intimacy. So it was already something God was doing in our lives. And, but there was something else that I realized uh, in the last month or so, as I've been studying this many times, 
marriage roles are simplified, oversimplified in some less than biblical ways. Yeah. You mean out there kind of in the broader conversation in books yes. and podcasts? In books and podcasts, and among the complementarian crowd. Right. Of whom we are a part. Yes. <laughs> yes. Put some caveat. We are a part of them, but not all of them. But if you do a just quick search on yeah. complementarianism, mm-hmm. for the most part, it will be summed up as female submission to male authority right. within the home and the church. Mm-hmm. That's not like wrong right. or bad, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's actually the best way to summarize what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Again, if we just look at Ephesians 5, mm-hmm. it says for women to submit to their husbands because the husband is the head mm-hmm of the wife, Mm -hmm. of this new one flesh. And then right after that, it tells the husband, here's how you are the head. And it has like five or six verses. Mm -hmm. Husbands, we just told you you're the head. Now here's how you do it. Love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her in order to wash her, sanctify her, the water of the word, to nourish and care for her as you would nourish and tenderly care for your own flesh. For no one ever hated his own body but loves his body. This is the number one job of the head, right? With Christ as the example. This is how God's word clearly says husbands live out their headship. That's right. Right. It's the first and primary application of headship, not necessarily Mm -hmm. leadership or authority, although those are a part of it. But here in the passage itself, the first application is sacrificial love. So I think what sometimes makes submission harder than it needs to be for women is if you look at the books and resources on this topic, I think you're going to find way more (laughs) on women's submission or like rules for women, what women should and shouldn't do, how they should do it. Then you will find on men sacrificially loving their wives and pursuing oneness. And so I think that can be hard for women. I kind of want (laughs) complementarianism to be summed up as wives submit to their husbands because their husbands are the heads and husbands as the head love their wives and pursue oneness with their wives. Mm -hmm. Some resources can sound like all we care about is women submitting. I think that's definitely true in the complementarianism that we came up in Mm -hmm. 20-so years ago when we were in seminary. Mm -hmm. Very much that way. I do feel like over the past couple years, there's been some change. Some Mm -hmm. of the newer voices Mm -hmm. are addressing it in newer ways. And I think that Mm -hmm. are are more biblically appropriate, are more biblically full in terms of addressing both sides of Ephesians 5 better. But yeah, I would say, you know, traditionally, the loudest voices have been probably more on that. And... I think even admittedly to the leaders of that movement, um, when it first came out, it was like a reaction mm-hmm. to what they were perceiving in the broader culture and even within the church. Identified kind of what feminism. they saw was the, the mm-hmm. encroachment of feminism. And so the elevation of these different things, the demeaning of biblical roles of women, probably the demeaning of in public discourse, like why would a woman want to stay at home and be a mom? Mm. That that's actually been diminished, that that's no longer valued. Yeah. And so they were... They felt like they, I think they were fighting a reaction right. against that, right? Yeah. And so that was some of the impetus for why probably that was so strong and maybe yeah. more one-sided at the beginning. Yeah. I feel like we are starting to hopefully get to a more full picture 
of what's offered there. I agree. And there are some resources that uh, are much more encouraging for me to read Mm -hmm. just as a woman and as a wife. Maybe there's some couples out there who haven't talked about this that much, Mm -hmm. and maybe this will help open it up. But this is like my confession for my brothers out there. I like like want to come alongside you mm-hmm. and help you understand how some wives might feel. Yeah. Submission, of course, can be scary. And anytime the books and resources make me feel like this teacher mm-hmm. cares more about submission mm-hmm. than he does about women. Yeah. That's hard for me to get excited yeah. about. Or when 90% of the article mm-hmm. is about how a woman should submit and mm-hmm. all these things she shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And there's like a few little, a few little well, passing comments. comments about, well, of course the husband's supposed to of love and serve his wife. That's easy. Just like Christ did. <laughs> so, so it's just hard. And I'm sure part of that is my pride, mm-hmm. but there oh, are moments yeah. when I just think is sacrificial love that easy. And don't we need some books on that? Mm-hmm. I think there needs to be, yeah, just a a bigger emphasis on using biblical words. And the Bible, it isn't like Ephesians 5 says, wives submit and husbands be the spiritual leaders. Mm -hmm. It says husbands are the head and they love. Mm -hmm. And so I think that should just come out a bit more. Yeah, and I think regardless of the resources out there and kind of the conversation and what the books say, Mm-hmm. Our stewardship as followers of Christ is to look at the fullness of that passage. Mm-hmm. And I think you have set a good example of pursuing pursuing the thought or the hope that we could see that as beautiful, that mm-hmm. we could find God's design beautiful, and that we could take our equal share in it. That is a, a key piece in it. I think even a practical piece. If this is an issue in your marriage, if as a husband you feel like maybe your wife is struggling with submission biblically, struggling with the idea. Probably the first place we should look is, have we, through our sacrificial love, created a secure place for her to understand and to live out submission Mm -hmm. and the way that the Bible talks about? And just to have that responsibility as the head, and I would even argue, you know, just to the point of the words themselves in the verse, to love as Christ loved the church, to care for your wife as you care for your own body. That is an extremely high calling, you know? That's a, Mm -hmm. a great work. Mm-hmm. Only be accomplished by the power of the word and the spirit in our hearts and in our lives. Mm-hmm. But that is a, a high aspiration and a high calling for men. And I would add, I think the first thing that comes to people's minds when they think about sacrificial love mm-hmm. is like, oh, husbands should be, you know, doing the laundry more mm-hmm. or husbands should be like washing the dishes, mm-hmm. which is great. I'll take that. <laughs> but I think the most attractive and powerful thing mm-hmm that husbands can do for wives is lead out in pursuing oneness. Just showing your wife day after day, you want to know her. You want to be connected to her. Mm. I mean, just those verses, like treating her body and her life as your own. It's not that women shouldn't be doing that to men. Mm. It's not that we shouldn't be sacrificially loving men. That's how God calls us to live as believers. But even the wording of it, you know, it's interesting that it says a husband should leave his parents and hold fast to his wife. Mm. I mean, both of us are leaving our parents. But just that it says a husband will leave his parents and hold fast to his wife. Mm -hmm. I think it does show like 
husband's lead out in it. Right. Like hold on tight to her. Mm-hmm. Show her that you are committed and you're not mm-hmm. you're you're close. Yeah. You're not going anywhere because yeah. that is what we want as women. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I think even as we were sort of thinking through how to try to bring some practical, hey, here's things to think about. It's really just that, right? Husbands pursue oneness with your wife. Yeah. Know them. Get to know their hearts. I think one of the biggest things maybe that we've grown in over the past few years is being better at making ourselves known to each other. We talk about walking in the light with each other. We're Mm -hmm. just expressing like what's going on in our hearts. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes dudes have a natural obstacle or inability Mm -hmm. to even articulate what's going on in their hearts. Mm -hmm. And that's just a learned, a learned thing. And so I would just encourage brothers out there. That's a way that you actually pursue your wife Mm -hmm. is by telling them what's going on in your heart. Yeah. Just opening that up. Even if you can't articulate it very well, just be like, hey, this is how I'm feeling today. This yeah. is why I'm struggling with this. That's actually a way of pursuing your wife. Absolutely. I think it should be the number six love language mm. is sharing what's in your heart, like mm. sharing the hard things, yeah. sharing that 5% that you naturally don't share. Right. That is what makes me feel love more than anything else mm. is when you do that. Yeah. It's like noteworthy to me. Mm. If we go on a date and you just like open up, yeah. then I'm like, oh my goodness. And I love it. Yeah. Vulnerability mm. is required yeah. in order to experience God's design for marriage. Yeah. It's required for oneness. Yeah. It's required to embrace submission. Mm-hmm. Submitting to some feels like putting your life in someone's hands yeah. in a way. It's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. What, what are you going to do? You sure. have power over me. Mm-hmm. Loving someone sacrificially. Yeah. When you don't know how I'm going to respond, mm-hmm. but just doing it over and over anyway, that's vulnerable. Yeah. It's risky, that's right. right? I could walk all over you. Mm-hmm. I could let you serve me all day long and never respond lovingly. Mm-hmm. Oneness inherently is very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, like ideally, we are created one in a spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of spiritual truths, we're kind of living out what we've already been declared to be. Mm-hmm. Right? Kind of that idea yeah. of sanctification. We spend mm-hmm. our whole lives attaining to or living out what we've already been declared to be through justification. And so in the same way, when we're bonded together in marriage, we're one flesh, but then we spend our entire relationship Mm -hmm. like working that out. And the reality of oneness is there's no, there can't be any, I mean, the idea of one is there can't be any hidden places between now, Mm -hmm. like all those things have Mm -hmm. totally merged together, molded together. So that idea of walking in the light, if we're keeping something back, that's an obstruction to oneness. That's an obstruction to our unity. And fear comes in because of that vulnerability, because we don't want to be known in those Mm -hmm. places, because we're still scared of rejection. Absolutely. We're still scared the other person will put us at arm's length, that they really know what Mm -hmm. we're like. And I think that's why Christ is the model. Again, it's spoken Mm -hmm. about clearly for the husband, Mm -hmm. but Christian living is Christ's love is the model for everybody. Mm -hmm. And Christ's love is inherently proactive and overlooking. Mm -hmm. It's not reactive. It's not based on the worthiness of the object. It's proactive in the sense that regardless, I'm going to love you mm-hmm. and pursue you no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's what Christ's love is. Yeah. I think that is the key to unity in the marriage. Yeah. I was thinking about that, that just like in other parts of the Bible, you know, faith, hope, and love, the mm-hmm. greatest of these is love. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of Ephesians 5, 5, 1, it mm-hmm. says to be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love mm-hmm. as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. When we went through premarital counseling, our pastor told us 
look at all the one another's in the Bible mm-hmm. yeah. and apply them, first of all, in your marriage. Yeah. Like the marriage is the most important place that you would obey any of those. Mm-hmm. And as I studied Ephesians and just this verse to be imitators of God, mm-hmm. I think in the context, when you dig into this life that Paul is describing, mm-hmm starting in chapter four about walking worthy of the calling we have received Mm -hmm. and how he explains that in four, five, and six, I do think it can be summed up in walking in love. But even that, like imitating God's love, Mm -hmm. I think it's imitating his forgiving love, Mm -hmm. his gracious love, like his filled with grace love. The forgiving one another, Mm -hmm. that kindness and tenderheartedness. And I think that is like the highest law of marriage. Mm -hmm. Again, that isn't to undermine the specifics of these roles of submission and respect, being the head. Mm -hmm. But I do think that love, Mm -hmm. just proactive Mm -hmm. love and forgiveness. Forgiveness, I think, is maybe the most Christ-like thing we can do is forgiving. Mm -hmm. And that a lack of forgiveness, allowing bitterness, is the most dangerous thing we could do in our marriage. I mean, that's also what Ephesians 4 says. It's what gives Satan a foothold, Mm -hmm. like opens the door, says, come on in when we hold on to resentment. So I think, again, to look at one flesh Mm -hmm. and just to see... That all of it, the one flesh, the submission, the headship is all under this banner of just love, proactive, moving towards other love. Yes, exactly. As Christ loved us, as he forgave me, Mm -hmm. a quickness to forgive you, Mm -hmm. a proactivity to serve you and move towards you Mm -hmm. instead of what? I certainly am prone to do, which mm-hmm. is, oh, wait, you might hurt me? Yeah. Then I'm I'm backing off real yeah. fast. Yeah, that's right. I want to return to, uh, maybe as we're wrapping up here, just return to the, the team idea that you had at the mm. beginning. Just, yeah. I, th- I think that's such an inviting mm-hmm. metaphor, mm-hmm. right? Thinking about one flesh as like team snodgrass, mm-hmm. right? And there's mm-hmm. kind of the head of the team, mm-hmm. and then there's... We're just there together, right alongside of each other. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, to the practical aspect we talked about for men, fulfilling what's sacrificial love and pursuit and even vulnerability leading out in those things looks mm-hmm. like as the head. I think that you mentioned something as we were talking about it, just being like, this isn't the only role, and I don't want to make this sound demeaning, but being like the main cheerleader for the team mm-hmm. as the wife. Yeah. Like, super excited about yeah. the team. Yeah. And just what, in the same way that you saw, you talked about how, me opening up and my vulnerability is something that really speaks to you maybe in the most powerful way. I feel like having your support mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like having your support is just the biggest way that you communicate love to me as well. And even that idea of submission, you know, and all of the the truths that that means. I think it really means coming alongside, you know, being the other part of the flesh as we're joined together. Mm-hmm. Guys, you know this, and maybe if your relationship has been strained for a little while, then it's tough to remember. But 
there's no praise that means more to you than the praise of your wife. And I know that that's true for us, that there's no opinion that I care about more than yours. It's so easy for me to forget that. It's mm-hmm. so easy for me to minimize that. Yeah. It's so easy for me to downplay the power I hold in yeah. my responses yeah. to you. Like mm-hmm. when you have an idea, when you have something you want to do, mm-hmm. when you have something you want to pursue, yes. I downplay, I forget how important my support is mm-hmm. to you. Until sometimes I'm not giving it <laughs> and you let me know. Yeah. But when you tell me that, I mean, it happened recently that this was in a ministry context yeah. of you really feeling God guide you into a certain direction for one of our team's like ministries. Yeah. And I wasn't sure I had capacity to really join in on that. Yeah. And a bit later, some months later, you came to me and said, I need you. Yeah. I want us to do this as a team. Mm -hmm. And that made me feel so valued. And I wasn't even assuming that. I think I can, yeah, maybe just downplay my worth Mm -hmm. in that way to you. Yeah. So it's so helpful when you tell me that. Yeah. So go team snod, you know, let's do it. (laughs) Let's blow it up. Yeah. One flesh, Ephesians 5. Be encouraged, folks. I think God's plan for... What he has for us is really inviting and really exciting. Easy peasy. (laughs) Thanks, friends.